Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, May 17th. Dreamweaver. Today's scripture reading is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1-5 through 5 from the Message Translation, which reads, You force me to talk this way, and I do it against my better judgment. But now that we're at it, I may as well bring up the matter of visions and revelations that God gave me. For instance, I know a man who, 14 years ago, was seized by Christ and swept in ecstasy to the heights of heaven. I really don't know if this took place in the body or out of it. Only God knows. I also know this man was hijacked into paradise. Again, whether in or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. There he heard the unspeakable spoken, but was forbidden to tell what he heard. This is the man I want to talk about, but about myself, I'm not saying another word apart from the humiliations. This is God's word. I've just closed my eyes again, climbed aboard the Dreamweaver train, driver take my worries of today and leave them tomorrow behind. Oh, Dreamweaver, I believe you can get me through the night. Oh, Dreamweaver, I believe we can reach the morning light. That's Gary Wright from December 1975, and yes, it's a classic rock song, and yes, you may be thankful to the Lord that I did not attempt to sing it. But I just couldn't resist bringing out those lyrics. Though as marvelous as it is to escape into pleasant dreams, dreams, at least dreams used and or sent by God as we track with them in the pages of Scripture, were often anything but an escape. All too often they confused and confounded as they thrust the dreamer into conflict as they witnessed monsters arising from the sea to crush the earth or Night of Living Dead-style bovines emerging from the river to devour fattened livestock. Even the screenwriter for Field of Dreams had an awful dream during its composition of angered fans of the book on which the screenplay was based, rising up and chasing him in mass, wielding knives and screaming like banshees. Okay, yeah, sometimes our dreams, and even especially the dreams of God, are unsettling, at least and nightmares at worst. Witness Daniel in Babylon with his dreams of multiplied beasts and John on Patmos with the accumulated apocalyptic visions that made him sick to his stomach or wrenched with grief. Witness the nighttime visions shared by one of Job's companions. A word came to me in secret, a mere whisper of a word, but I heard it clearly. It came in a scary dream one night after I had fallen into a deep, deep sleep. Dread stared me in the face and terror. I was scared to death. I shook from head to foot. A spirit glided right in front of me. The hair on my head stood on end. I couldn't tell what it was that appeared there, a blur. And then I heard a muffled voice. How can mere mortals be more righteous than God? How can mere humans be purer than their creator? All right, wait. And I'm asking God to visit me with dreams? Is this perhaps like asking God to give us a prophetic voice? Because that always worked out so well for the prophets of old. And even when the dream or vision isn't about 
beasts with multiple heads and eyes and horns, or about locusts with women's hair and lion's teeth and multiple scorpion tails, or even of a ghost gliding by my face as my hair stands on end. Yes, even when the dream involves more ecstasy and paradise and heaven, what you hear there is not even something you can repeat, as Paul relates about this guy I knew one time. And yet God still speaks to us in dreams. In fact, Mark Batterson insists dreams are the divine lingua franca, the common divine tongue God gravitates towards. There is no dialect that God speaks more fluently or frequently in scripture, Batterson writes in his book, Whisper. He continues, whether it's dreams by night or dreams by day, God is the dream giver. It was Jacob's dream at a place called Bethel that changed the trajectory of his life. His son Joseph interpreted two dreams that saved two nations. The prophet Daniel interpreted a dream that saved the wise men of Babylon. The Messiah was saved by a dream that warned Joseph and Mary to flee Bethlehem. Paul had a vision of men in Macedonia that brought the gospel to Europe. And if you're a follower of Jesus and aren't Jewish, your spiritual lineage traces back to a double vision. Cornelius had a vision of Peter, while Peter had a vision of Cornelius. God speaks in dreams so regularly that we often read right over them. Remember when he offered Solomon whatever he wanted, carte blanche? It was a dream. End of quote. So they're not all nightmares, nor are they all scary, but they tend to be game changers. Just be mindful of the bandwidth of possibilities when you ask God to speak to you through dreams. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the most bizarre or even downright scary dream you have had that seemed to have divine fingerprints all over it? What was the dream? And what did you do with it? Or perhaps more importantly, what did God do with it? Lord, you give sleep to those you love and often in our sleep, dreams. Indeed, what dreams may come if I but have the wits to see and hear and enter them. Give me trust in you to fill my dreams and speak even as I sleep. I may not fear your movements in the night as you tell all the truth, but tell it slant through visions and dreams. Let me not seek them, but you. But let me not also be surprised when so you speak to and through me in a vision, a dream, or even through a dream within a dream. Through your mercies. <laughs>